Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us. You can ask questions about the stories. You can submit your own fan art and we can all go like, oh my God, I can't believe they made it look so cool or whatever we say. And then also uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Last time on Dust World Neon City. Hunter Kincaid is a, I'm going to say he's like in his 40s. He's got like gray, white hair and a permanent stubble. Hunter Kincaid also has a, like, a cyber eye. Basically, he seems to be more machine than man. He is a cyborg. So next to him is Eric Ziggy Sigma. What does Ziggy look like? You're going to see a very dark-haired, very handsome, young-looking man with a top hat and a kind of black mask on his face. As the light kind of flickers for a sec, you can see a very wolfish grin extend suddenly forward and then vanish just as quickly. Cliffa Kilioska is uh, probably about six foot two and is dressed in this long black dress that goes down the floor. It looks like something from the 20s. Uh, flesh is very pale and there's something very sinister about her eyes but she has this perpetual smirk on her face and her hair goes down to her waist you guys pick up one of these vans 
and uh, it's a black van and it has like a silver dagger on the side. And you know that that belongs to a gang called the Slicers. They're known for cutting their victims up with knives, hot knives. So you drive off towards the fall. All right. So we clear on the plan. Of course, Crystal. Clears water, mate. All right. Night shift. Let's go. I really need to think of a cooler thing to say before we start a mission. Damn it. So you think you can steal off stuff and get away with it, huh? And the guy like flips his knife back and forth from hand to hand and starts moving towards you guys. You have to understand we've been kidnapped by the slicers. Please free us. Oh, don't worry. We'll help you real good. Hello, I'm Paul Purnell, the DM of Dust World Neon City, an actual play podcast where we use a game, Dust World RPG, powered by the apocalypse, to tell an awesome narrative story. Roll the intro. Welcome to Neon City. It's crazy here. I'm telling you what, we got the smog's gonna choke you out, have our cars flying at 100 miles an hour. We got radioactive light of the spires cooking your brains. We got the cutters, the slices, the mechs. And look at this guy. We got the psychomancer, Clarence Wells. He's a pit fighter amnesiac with the power to crush you with his single thought. We got over here, Dr. Andrew Miller, the philanthropist doctor who's gonna help you out. You just come to his door with your scraped knee, he gets you sorted, but secretly he's got inside of him a parasite that wants to eat you. And over here we got his right-hand man, Silent Monday. Dude don't talk, but he's got an LCD suit that pops up his thoughts with emojis and text. And he's got a sword that can cut through just about anything. And if that sounds like your cup of tea, well then you're in the right place. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Dust World Neon City. So standing in front of you are three slicers. They each hold two knives, one in each hand. The tip of the blade, the the edge, is glowing slightly. It's monofilament and it's hot. You can see kind of like heat waves coming off. And they look towards you. Clarence and Clarence, Clarence and Dr. Miller are tied up in the back of the slicers van with the doors open as Monday is facing them as these three slicers have come up from behind monday what are you gonna do i'm going to say monday is going to casually reach for the cylinder kind of floating you know around his back there draw it kind of grandiosely as the blade forms and then say well the text uh i see your four and raise you 20 will pop up go ahead and roll a face danger that's an eight. Awesome. So these guys are attacking you as you go to draw your sword. You can either take a hit. Uh, two of them will surround you or one of them is going to get in the van and try and drive away. I'll take the pincer one. Okay. So the two of them come around and get get ready to start lunging at you now that you're pincered. The third one is eyeing to get past you, uh, either to get in the back of the truck uh, or like head around to the driver's side. Um, Clarence and Doc, you two are tied up fairly well uh, in the back of the trunk or sort of the cargo area. But Clarence, I do believe you have at least one hold on your telekinesis. Ah, 
Also, do I have a good view of them? Uh, yes. I'm going to eye the blade of one of those dudes and try and knock it out of his hand. Uh, okay, you just want to take it with telekinesis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's not a problem, and if you're not trying to attack with them, you don't have to roll anything else. That'll be, you can fling or lift something large is one of the choices. You want to go with that one? Or you have fine control over something? Yeah. Yeah, so it, like, flips out of his hand, and he's like, whoa, whoa, what the hell? Uh, guys, guys. And then the other two, like, look back. Hey, man, hold out of your knife. What are you doing? You're giving us a bad name over here. Shut up. <laughs> Doc, what are you doing? Uh, Doc is still trying to get free, and he's like, Cla- Clarence, I need you to use your freaky mind powers to help me out of this, man. Yeah, it comes off. I guess the ropes come out on both of us. Is that okay? Yep, or is sure. that all right? Um, Miller sees Monday out there and he's going to try to intervene and help right away. Okay. Can he, can Doc uh, sneak up on one of them? Um, I don't know about sneak up. They're like, right. Probably not. You're, yeah. Like, so the back of the truck is open. Miller or Miller and Clarence are in the back of the truck in front of you guys in front of the door with both doors open is Monday who has his sword out and two of them are on either side of him kind of like with their knife kind of ready to get him. Um, Clarence, whose knife did you take? There's a third one who's kind of like a little ways back who's looking to get in the vehicle. Uh, probably one of the dudes threatening Silent Monday. Like, let's say the one on the left. Sure. So the one on the left his knife is now uh, kind of like pointing back at him and he's kind of like hitting it with his own, his other knife to kind of like try and stay back. Um, so Miller, there's one more. Actually, I feel like you could probably, you know, <laughs> just jump out on him or something because he's kind of distracted right now. Miller doesn't have any weapons on him, so he's just going to try to like, he's going to try to distract, and you know what he's going to do? He's not much good in a fight, but he's going to try to distract him so Monday or Clarence can get a better hit. Okay. What do you want me to roll? Lend a hand, I would say. All right. Got a 13. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, Miller rolled a 13. Nice. Which means my help grants them plus two to their roll, and I get plus one standing with them. So what Miller is going to do, he's going to... You know, he, he's going to stand up, maybe taking a moment because all the blood is rushing to his wrists and ankles. And he's just going to, like, jump on the guy's back and, like, hold his, like, like a piggyback. But he's got his hands over the guy's eyes or his arm over the guy's eyes. <laughs> so just, you know, just like, it's like, just like, money, money, hit him, hit him now. Come on. You make, you're like on this guy's back. You're doing exactly what you said. Uh I think that leaves a really good opening for Silent Monday to attack, if that's what you want to do, Monday. Yep, I think that's exactly what Monday's going to do. Got a nine, so that's a seven to nine. So you can deal your harm and uh, pick one. Either they inflict harm on you, or you find yourself in a bad spot. I think for narrative purposes, I'm going to go with the uh, bad spot. Okay, so you like whip your sword around, and the one who's not sword fighting his own knife... I think you just swing it and you manage to lop one of his arms clean off. 
it kind of like flips on the ground and slides towards the third guy. And he's just like, holy fuck. This guy's got a sharp blade too. Watch out, guys. And the other guy's like ar- grabbing his arm. And he's like, you think I don't see this? Oh my God. Ah, oh, my arm. And he like starts backing up. Uh, while he's doing that, the third one who's behind you manages to knock his sword, uh, his knife in such a way that the other knife kind of like spins towards you and just about nicks you. And because of that, you kind of like stumble and end up kind of crouched down almost underneath the truck so that you're just you're in a really uh, bad position. So the guy whose uh, knife has flown away is like, you know, right in front of you. Um, the other guy who you cut his arm off is now on the ground with Miller on his back, still kind of like around his, uh, <laughs> like with his hands over his eyes, um, missing an arm. And the third guy is making a dash for uh, the, the cab of the of the truck. So there's the guy who has his knife that's still dancing around him, right? No, the knife, he managed to knock it away. Okay, so he has one knife left. In his hand, yeah. Not anymore, bitch. So that knife is going to start dancing away at him as well and starting to point at him. Okay, so uh, go ahead and roll face danger, um, but you can roll it with brains. So it's a 10. Yeah, so you do manage to rip this right out of the guy's hand. He's like, oh, what the hell is wrong with my knives today? Uh, got, uh, uh, uh. And he like goes to like try and kick uh, Silent Monday, who's under this truck. And, uh, you know, the knife is kind of like swinging towards him. And after like a minute, he's just like, no, you know what? Nope. Uh, nope. Okay. Uh, yo, uh, swizzle. Uh, kneecaps, I'm out, y'all. Uh, I'll, I'll be waiting in the car. And they're like, what the hell, man? And Wait, he, aren't you going to rescue us from the slicers? Yeah, uh, sorry about that. See you later. And he, he just runs to the car. Like, got no, I got nothing to slice with. I, I ain't a slicer without my slices. Uh, yeah, Miller, you're on the back of this guy who's, you know, kind of rolling around, holding his arm, which is you know, obviously bleeding profusely. Um, what are you doing? Dr. Miller. <laughs> Damn it. Ah. All this. And he, he, he hands the guy a, like, gauze pad. Doc is going to try to make sure this dumb 57-year-old kid doesn't bleed out. <laughs> nice. So uh, what do you want me to roll for that? Do you, you didn't want to reattach his arm because you do have that one uh, oh, power. Oh, well. Oh, you're right. Um, uh, one of Doc's creature features lets him heal and reattach any limb like new. We'll go ahead and say that Doc is going to do that, but he's going to kind of pretend like he's really good at stitching him up. It's going to do like really bad stitches like all around it as he's doing it. <laughs> yeah, just like, uh, yeah, we're going to need to stitch that up. And uh, he's sort of like, pushes the um, severed arm against it and kind of like nods to grin that he can do the rest. Okay. While he pretends to stitch the guy up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you, you managed to do it. The guy's like holding his arm. He's like, I'm going to turn over a new leaf. You you got no idea, man. Thanks. I, yeah, I, got, yeah. I got like 10 babies at home and like 14 wives. It's gonna. I'm going home right now. 
No more or drugs, okay? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Just shut up and let me work. Yeah, uh, yeah, and we'll say it takes you a couple minutes. So Monday, you're kind of prone under the car. What are you going to do as this guy tries to run towards the cab? I'm going to say Monday is going to try and use one of his wave abilities to send the guy flying kind of out of the way, away from the cab. Okay. Uh, wave is kind of a circular. It, it'll hit anybody around you. So you spend a sword key in order to do it. So, yeah, basically uh, a wave of key shoots off of uh, Monday and Clarence, you find yourself kind of thrown into the top of the van and back down. Uh, Miller and the guy, uh, Slicer number two, s Swizzle, <laughs> you guys are both thrown like uh, about five feet and kind of like tumble in this alley into some trash cans. Uh, the third guy who is running towards the cab, he's flung right against the wall and like hits the ground and he like looks up and he's just like, what the hell is going on, man? Knives are floating. I'm flying across the damn sky. Ah, uh, do I got superpowers finally? And he starts jumping up and down. Dude's definitely cooked out of his gourd on something. So you guys, uh, kind of fly off and land back down. What are you guys doing? Uh, one of the guys just booked it. The other one is being treated by Miller, who's now both are in a pile of trash. The third guy hit the wall and is now kind of having some sort of mental breakdown as he's trying to fly. Oh, he's trying to fly? Oh, <laughs> I have something I want to do. Do it. May your wish be my command. <laughs> um... He's going to start flying. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. It's working. It's working, guys. I can fly. I'm a slicer. I'm, a, I'm the flying slicer. And so he's like putting his arm out and you're like making him fly in the direction. He really thinks he's flying. He's like, I mean, he is flying, but he thinks he's doing it. He's like, this is amazing. Oh, my gosh. Forget this truck. I don't need a vehicle. And he like flies out and he starts flying to like go into sort of the uptake to go uh, like out of the fall. No, I don't think I can fling him that high. I think I can just fling him onto a roof somewhere. There's no roofs. You guys are in the underground. So, you know, there's like a 20 foot space from the sort of top of this, like the roof of this floor to the floor of this floor is about 20 feet space big enough for vehicles to move through. There's, you know, full fronts of like stores and buildings and everything kind of built out. Um, but there's no sky. Like you can't see rooftops because it's literally, you know, the top of, well, I need to fling him onto some kind of surface. So yeah. Just right into the, right into the ceiling, knocks him right out. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, up, up, and away! Ah! And, like, lands in a trash can. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Never to be seen again. I think with that, we're going to cut over to uh, Ziggy and Cliffa Kiglioska, who are uh, making their way towards the behind-the-scenes area, um, or I guess the staff-only, employee-only section of the chasm. Well, Siggy, what's your next plan? Well, I reckon our boy there, Mr. Cyborg, could use a little extra help with the security, don't you? 
Oh, I suppose so. I reckon clearing this place might help. What did you have in mind, dear? Well, I was thinking you could cover the vents there. And while you're doing that, I'd do my thing with the turn into the security guards. I go in, distract them, and you show up and knock them all out. Fine by me. Just make sure to do your part. Oh, you know I will, love. <laughs> I, I will too. Alright, I, I turn into a mist. And then I float through the ductwork. And I say it in the most breathy voice possible. I think you could do better than that. Yeah. Come on, man. Step up your game. I flow through the mist. <laughs> through the ductwork. <laughs> nice, nice. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. All right. Yeah, so you... Now, hold on. You're just doing this, like, out in the middle of nowhere? Like, or where everyone can see? Nobody's watching us, and we've we've crawled into a corner. Yeah. I mean, so basically right now, you guys are in like this big open casino area. There's like a sign that says the pit, and there's a hallway with some like lights and things. I'm going to say that Ziggy is going to duck into a corner real quick before uh, Cliffa does this, and suddenly from the shadows, two security guards who look entirely different, who Ziggy may have shaken hands with, as the executive, walk out and start telling everyone to clear the hall. Two? Two. Oh, cool. Um, okay. Uh, how does how does Ziggy tell, do this? Tell, tell us some mechanics. Well, when Ziggy ducks into the shadows, uh, he'll be using split form first to split himself into two doubles, and then he will be using his carbon copy ability to turn into two separate bodyguards. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, yeah, so these two guys come out, and what are they saying? Look away, citizen. There's been a situation. We need you to clear out for your safety. Now he's just trying to clear the whole floor? He's trying to clear that particular hall doorway there. Okay, so sure. no one notices yeah. Cliff uh, uh, misting. Okay, I think, go ahead and roll sway somebody. All right. Oh, heck nice. yeah. Nice. So you got a 13. You've convinced them. Um, definitely, they just, they are like, okay. <laughs> they all start moving and, and moving away. Um, do you guys radio Kincaid at all? So Cliff has made it up in, in the, the vents. She's now moving around in the vents like a creeper. Uh, Kincaid, you are outside. You have rolled yeah. a nine. Uh, to hack it, fix it, and wreck it. And what is what is your goal here? My goal is to make it so that if anyone is looking at these cameras, all they see, it's, it's the cliche of like, oh, we're going to put these cameras on a loop so that they don't notice until it's too late. You know what I mean? It does. It works because yeah, so uh, you got a mixed success and the cost is just that it is only going to last a little while. Do so, I know this what do you, or will I know this or is this something that I'm I don't think you do know this now? Yeah. Hunter is going to radio to the rest of the team like. That's right. The security cameras are. I, I hacked them. I hacked them real good. You hacked them really well, dear, but thank you. 
Yeah, that's right. That's what I said real good. Can Cliffa still talk when she's in mist form? And yes. Does she like form a mouth? You like form a mouth and your radio back just so that yes, you can like... Yes, just to correct his grammar. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is important. Oi, tall, dark, and edgy. We're trying to get the security room for you. You might want to get your butt over here since you got the cameras working. All right, you got it. I'll be right there. And he goes there. Kincaid is going to go ahead and head inside. Um, he'd, he'd heard from his teammates that um, the front area or, you know, the area he would be going into is clear. So he's going to go in the side door that Monday came out of. Okay. He doesn't have any problem. I mean, he has to kind of like pull the door open, but he's got a robot arm. So I don't think that that is going to be a problem for him. Yeah, he, he's going to just like... It, Puny door. He tries the door. Yeah, he tries the door. And then he like stares at it and you see his eyes like flash with data and then he opens the door. So he just opens it by staring at it. Nice. Yeah. The door um, knew better. Yeah, so he walks in. Uh, Cliffa, you're moving through the vents. Mm-hmm. What What's happening? What's going on in Cliffa's world? Uh, I use my uh, vape powers, vapor powers to find the security room because as it so happens the two security guards manning it are in fact vaping and so it makes my job relatively easy yes cliffa you managed to find them vaping in their little room and uh it's it's a little cloud in there you you start moving in and they don't even notice because they're they're making little little rings with their with their mouth clouds whoop 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 uh, I'm going to materialize a mouth just to say, you boys really shouldn't be doing that. It can't be good for your health. And then dematerializing their my mouth so they don't know where it came from. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're like, what? Hey, you, did you, what the, did you say that? No, did you say that? No. And they both look at their vape pens. <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing anything else or that's it? I'm kind of waiting for my partner to show up before I fully jump in. Same with okay, uh, Ziggy. It, He's waiting until the uh, big guy's there before jumping in. Okay, so... Yeah, Hunter awkwardly walks across the like casino floor through that side door. Um, I think people are kind of noticing him, but he's dressed, you know, inconspicuously enough that nobody's, like, trying trying to stop him or anything i i'm imagining right like you didn't he's just he's trying to walk the- in there like he owns the place like you don't need to look at me i'm not looking at you okay nice so just not really i would i would say like uh, not really a disguise more like i'm i look like i kind of belong here my body language says that i don't need to be bothered and he's nice. also really big and tall so people are unlikely to be like hey you don't, you don't look like you belong here or whatever Okay, uh, I think roll sway somebody. All right. Oh, Ooh, right. Oh, I like that. I got a four. <laughs> That's not enough. Yeah, you're definitely strutting your stuff looking like you own this place. And a couple of the security guards like notice where you came from and they start closing in on you. Um, I think with that, let's cut back to the crew outside. So you guys have more or less gotten rid of the slicers. Uh, their van has driven off 
with the guy whose arm was newly reattached. They left behind the guy who had flown because they didn't see that he just flew into the ceiling and into a trash can. Um, what what are you guys doing now? Uh, he wants to go check on Monday and Clarence then. Monday is going to kind of be dusting himself off there. Kind of grouchy because he's kind of disappointed he got knocked under the van, essentially. But goodness, we really needed help with the pincers there, but I guess they helped us with themselves. Monday's going to oh, pop well. up a nonplussed look on his face. You're welcome, by the way. But whatever. With Still with the nonplussed expression on his face, he's going to shoot Clarence a very slow, almost insulting thumbs up. I'm going to give him a thumbs up with the most unconvincing, you know, smile in the world. It's like, hmm. So, do we have an actual plan here? Uh, I think we should just go in there and steal the damn thing. Monday's going to nod his head at this. Just that easy, huh? Well, I I suppose we should. Hello players, it's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire and the keeper of Dust World RPG, as well as I play Lucas in Strangers in the Pines. I'm just here to let you know that we have just released a free one-page RPG called The Christmas Special. It's a game about playing Christmas movies, essentially. So if you love Christmas movies, you love The Grinch, you don't love Christmas, you can blast it. It's kind of up to you and the keeper whoever's running the game the dm so it's really simple you print it out you and your friends and you can create mayhem for christmas or you can save it it's up to you but we just released it so if you're interested in getting that just head on over to our website and click the download link so that's all for now i hope you are enjoying the show and we'll get on with it so back to the show play on All right, we're going to head inside the side door, I guess, the one that um the one that Hunter just entered. Nice. Okay. Yeah, so you guys, uh the three of you make your way in. Um Clarence, are you still wearing that blue uh Rex kind of outfit, the blue puffy jacket? Yeah. Okay, so you kind of you three go walking in. Uh Miller looks, you know, kind of like in normal casual clothes, uh, nothing like uh, Austin Abilene. And I think that's your hope is no one will recognize you since you're not wearing Austin Abilene is dead. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Monday, though, definitely looks like El Tigre. So that might blow your cover if you're walking with him. I'm going to say Monday Uh, is might change up his LEDs on there. So he looks different. Okay, do you get rid of like your sombrero and your cape and everything? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so are you wearing like your normal Silent Monday jacket or are you just like going in just the LED suit? Uh, just the LED suit. I'm gonna say he's gonna pop up a uh, Purple Dragons logo on his back. Now, I thought you were kind of like okay with the Purple Dragons. Are you trying to throw them under the bus? Eh, he's kind of doing that to. Make it seem like he's a wannabe punk, basically. Okay. Not really throwing yeah, them so under you, the bus. Okay, so you guys are walking right in. 
Um, you notice that this area is a little bit like lighter in personnel than before. And I think not too far away from you, you see this huge guy with a metal arm getting kind of hassled by a couple of the security guards. What are you guys doing? Oh, man. Um, I think we should try and sneak past him. Sam. Okay. Yeah, Monday's going to pop up. This is a perfect distraction. <laughs> We're just whistling as we do, 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 do. Yeah. I, okay. I feel like sometimes the simplest plans are the easiest ones. Yeah, I think because they're already distracted, I think you guys don't have a hard time getting back into uh, the side area. The only thing is that there is a guard in front of the employee-only area. How are you guys getting past him? Is it time for side blast? So as you guys walk up, Clarence, you just like reach out and side blast him with your brain. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, I think that what this looks like is as you start walking towards him, clear sort of appears next to you in kind of the corner of your eye. Uh, Cause I think we've established side blast is sort of attached to clear. And, uh, and he's like, Oh, that person is in our way. Don't worry. And he puts his hand up and energy starts to kind of swirl and your energy starts to kind of like rise up. Um, what does this look like as it as it unfolds? Uh, you ever seen a hurricane forming on a map? Something like that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's just a whirl of energy. Uh, mind you, his is like in some way stronger than mine. I'm somewhat reluctant to use this power. I can't imagine why. Um, but, uh, it swirls and swirls and then it focuses into just this disc of light that then just thwacks against the dude's head like a frisbee. Okay. Yeah. It hits his head. Uh, you also get, uh, because this is just clash, um, and you got a 12, so you get your plus like your extra effect. I think probably you force him where you want him, right? You want him to like get out of the way for you. Yeah, and then, like, pass out a little bit. Yeah. If I can make him pass out. So, yeah, he kind of, like, kind of stumbles to the side and then slumps over. This is how it visually looks. Of course, we know uh, rock and frisbee action did occur. Yeah. I, I think that the other two don't know that. Just only you and Clear. So, yeah, this burst of energy comes out looks like a blazer frisbee hits him in the face the guy's eyes roll back in his head as he grabs his head and he's like ah and he like kind of like stumbles and then he starts making his way towards the bathroom um real like like he's drunk like he's definitely is not okay and the door is now open in front of you but <laughs> and i say to the other two you know they really should give these guys more break time all right, Clarence. <laughs> Let's just go. Monday is going to shrug and then kind of walk up and just pat Clarence on the head there. I don't know why you're acting like I did anything. I don't know what you're talking about. Let's go inside. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yep, we go inside. Uh, yeah, you guys are now in the back hallways. Uh, I think all three of you have been here before, so you've you got a general lay of the land. You know that you have to go through uh, like a back sort of maintenance hallway in order to get to the maintenance area. That's like, you know, basically maintenance crew only. And you know that there's a way that that leads directly to uh, Kaiser Rex's office. 
Clarence will take the lead. Dr. Miller will be in the middle. Uh, better to help him uh, offer uh, medical attention to anyone. And then uh, Silent Monday will guard the back. Nice. Yeah. So you guys make it uh, back through, you know, these hallways. Every once in a while you run into somebody. Um, but you guys kind of look like you know what you're doing. I think maybe Miller sort of has like a maintenance kind of vibe to him. Um, and so and then because Clarence is wearing this blue outfit, you guys notice that there's a few of these attendants wearing the same outfit. So nobody's really like stopping him or asking him any questions or anything. Monday's the only one people are really giving the side eye to like, what the heck is who's this guy? Um, but you basically make your way through there pretty easily. Yeah. So he leads you guys and you end up in those tunnels and it doesn't take you very long before you find yourself looking through the backside of a projection. It's kind of weird. Uh, it's how you might see if you're looking like you're on the backside of a uh, movie theater screen, how everything is just looks backwards and kind of weird somehow. Um, but because it's a hologram, you can actually almost like a two way glass or one way glass. You can see into the room um, and there you see uh, Kaiser is sitting at his desk. Um, his attendant is also there and they are discussing something um, with that. We're going to cut back to Cliffa, Ziggy and Kincaid. Kincaid, you have been stopped by a couple of guards. Hey, uh, we saw you coming in through that side door. You got any kind of ID, sir? And Hunter just kind of growls, I'm for maintenance. This building is in need of maintenance, and I'm here to provide it. That's all he says. He, it's not, he's not, it's not going to work, I don't think, but we can try. Yeah, well, you're not going to roll another sway somebody because you already failed at that. I'm going to um, say this is where Ziggy might step in. Oh, yes. Okay. It's still in security guard form, by the way. Yeah. Is one Ziggy coming or two Ziggies? Just one Ziggy. Ziggy, survey your surroundings. Will do. Ooh. Okay, take your experience. Um, I think as you walk over, you bump into uh, like a table or something, and it kind of catches your focus for a moment. And suddenly half of your face looks like your normal face and half of your face looks like the uh, security guard. And as you step up to Kincaid, Kincaid sees this. And I imagine you're trying to, like, give him subtle hints, right, Kincaid? Yeah, Kincaid is going to is going to look over at uh, Ziggy and just be like, just kind of like nodding, like somewhat emphatically, like, help, help. <laughs> So I think Ziggy's going to try and read a tell and see what the hell Kincaid is going on about. Okay. Okay. That's a little better. What question are you going to go with? You got a nine. What does Kincaid intend to do with his nodding? He's pointing at the half of his face. That's, um, that's not correct. I'm going to say that before he walks up, he's going to kind of notice, uh, where he's pointing and then look at, say, another guard's helmet, notice the reflection and try and fix his face. Okay. Uh, I don't think it takes much effort once you're thinking about it. Um, so his face does fix up. 
with that, uh, we're going to cut back to Cliffa Kiglioska. Um, you've been waiting a while. I feel like you, you're I'm not the bored. most patient. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm I'm done with this. It's time for Cliffa Kiglioska time. Um, she is going to use Spark of Life to create a land squid. And she's going to try and form it on a dude's face. But also, let's see how that goes first. So it's off of looks, I believe. Eight. So you get uh, two perks and one flaw. Okay, it's going to be big and durable. But okay. its flaws, it's going to be violent. Okay. Just so massive forms and will probably fill this whole room. It is not a big room at all. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Well, I got to take care of two of them, don't I? So. You did. Yeah, so... You know, these guys are just like vaping. I think maybe they put their vape pens down by now, uh, you know, just because they're freaked out. And they're like still kind of on edge looking around, um, noticing that it's still a little cloudy in here. And they're thinking this is kind of weird. Uh, one of the guys gets up and goes to like check the, the AC unit. He's like by the vents and he's like waving and the fog isn't going away. And then the other guy's like still kind of looking at the computer. All of a sudden, a tentacle like is on his face and he's like, what? And then there's tentacle everywhere. And then everywhere he puts his hands, there's tentacles. And the whole room is filled with a squid. These guys are now pressed inside of like, like wrapped around tentacles, trying to scream, but there's a tentacle like covering their face. And they're just totally flipping their lids. Okay, so that has happened. Uh, we'll cut back to the guys. So you guys are uh, hanging out behind this hollow projector. Uh, you see uh, Kaiser Rex and his right-hand man in there having a conversation. What are you guys doing? Um, can they hear us if we talk? Uh, probably not if you're whispering real quietly. All right. Um, so then Doc is going to whisper. So we have the element of surprise. And he, he kind of looks over to Clarence. He says, can you do that freaky mind thing again? I feel like he's not an idiot. He'll know if his mind's being tapped and there will be immediate precautions. Well, this just, already kind of I happened meant, to me once. I just meant, can you like brain blast him? I'm saying, mm, I'd rather not. I feel like he's taken precautions against my powers in the past. He's very aware oh. of psychic attacks. I think we should f try something a little bit new. Oh, I know all sorts of new things. Yeah, he, he just sort of looks over at Clarence's and kind of shrugs like, well, what do you think? I mean, I've never encountered anything like whatever is going on under your clothes. So, um... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's new. Um, I feel like he wouldn't be prepared for that the way he would, you know, a psychic who's been under his employ for this long, so. All right. Well, this is going on Monday's and going he, to stalk in there and go knock him out. I'm kidding. Do it. <laughs> do it. Hey, yeah, no, that would be, do it. That would be funny. Okay, Monday's just going to kind of throw his hands up as they're kind of whispering and try and dash on in and just take Rex out with one hit. Uh, face danger. That's a 12. 
That's a high roll. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, uh, kind of the way this looks is you guys are in uh, this maintenance tunnel. And then at, at a one point, the maintenance tunnel opens up. And to your right, the whole room opens up. It kind of like peeks into the room to where floor to ceiling, the wall of the maintenance tunnel is gone. And it sort of just like burst into this whole room. And you can see uh, from where you are that it's his office, but basically like his office goes a certain distance and then there's just a big gap where the hollow projection is being projected and you're behind that gap, sort of like being behind the waterfall uh, in Batman's cave or something. And Monday darts towards this hollow projector at full speed, like get like jumps up on some pipes and starts like spinning, getting ready to go in here. And at the last possible second, he notices out of the corner of his eye a red laser and somehow you stop and you manage not to cross this laser. How do you do it? I'm going to say use Bulletproof Monk to detect it and then I'm going to say that he uses his sword kind of as a break. Kind of instead of uh, more of a piercing once it stabs in, he's going to widen it out so it slows him rather than cuts through. Okay. Yeah, so you find yourself, I think, like, hanging on the, the ceiling uh, with, like, your feet on the pipes because you were kind of, like, doing this cool anime running in, getting ready to do, you know, all this craziness. Uh, and in front of you, you notice a laser beam. And then as you look more closely, I'll just give it to you, there is a field of lasers. And you don't know what these lasers do, but you definitely don't think crossing them immediately is the uh, right answer. Uh, I take it we kind of notice him doing this. Yeah, yeah. You guys are like talking back and forth and then like I think like Miller maybe like looks over his shoulder to see what Monday thinks and then he notices Monday's gone and then you like hear some like <laughs> and you like look over and Monday's like on the ceiling about 10 feet from you guys. Then uh, Doc is going to go look for Monday just kind of to try to stop him for whatever he's going to try to do on his own. Yeah, you have no problem seeing him. Like, he's he's just like, you know, 10 feet in the air, up on a pipe, like, getting ready to dive in, but he's stopped where he is. Uh, and he's, he's now, like, looking around. I imagine, do you try to, like, signal to them that there's lasers? Yeah, he's going to do that while simultaneously also pointing to Clarence and pointing to his head. Doc shrugs. He says, well, I mean, give it a shot, I suppose. Um, are you doing performance art up there? But also, what are you... Uh, yeah, I can do telepathy. Uh, what do I need to do that? Nothing. 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 So, dearest Clarence, I was about to charge in after tiring of your pickering, and about to give the guy what he deserves. When I appear to have found myself surrounded by lasers... Do take care going ahead. We were hardly bickering. It got tiresome. Whatever. Show me these lasers. I think Monday will kind of open up his mind to kind of show what he saw. Sure. I, yeah, I want to figure out if it's a detection system or a defense system. Okay, roll, survey your surroundings. 
Actually, screw that. Uh, what's my best way to traverse, break in, or in this case, break in? So I think as you're looking around and you look more sharply at kind of everything, you realize that there is a field of these lasers and that they're crisscrossing. Um, but you think if you could see them better, you could they they look like they probably cross wide enough that you could just step over them casually. But I think because they're so hard to see, it's what makes it dangerous. And you can't really tell by looking at them if it's something that will trigger like an alarm or something that will just chop off your leg. Okay, I have an interesting idea. Would I be able to see them better in an astral form? Oh, I don't know. Do you think you would? I think I would, because it, they're lasers, right? They leave this little pattern of energy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it would like leave more of a lasting effect, I think. So I'm going to uh, suddenly crumble to the ground. I don't have to roll for astral form, do I? You do not. Okay, I, I uh, Clarence suddenly just crumples to the ground <laughs> in front of maybe uh, Doc will catch me, maybe not. Not my problem. Um, and then I still have a psychic connection with Silent Monday. And it's like, here, let me be your eyes since you've been nice enough to be mine. And then he should see the lasers better. Yeah. Yeah. So as you pass into the uh, the astral plane or psi plane, as we've been calling it, uh, you notice around the office is a like wall of this pinkish energy. Um, that's very obvious that you cannot pass. Uh, but you do see sort of this field of crisscrossing lasers and it's fairly obvious. Like you could float through it with no problem because it's lasers. Uh, but also you think you could just kind of like fly yourself through there, but in your astral form, you know that you cannot cross into the like protected area of his office. Yeah. So I was right to be suspect over just side blasting him. Can Silent Monday get through this? Yeah, you don't see why not. Silent Monday, what were you... When you hear this from him and he kind of shows you what's going on, what were you thinking? Uh, Monday was thinking he might try popping his visor up real quick to see if he can see anything with his special eyes. Most lasers are infrared, right? Yep. Because you don't want them visible, but you want them visible to just the infrared detector. So yeah, I think when you pop up your visor, you see these uh, lasers with no problem. And it just looks like a tic-tac-toe board. Like, you know, there's crisscrossing lines all over the place. And especially like around a foot or two off of the ground. Um, because, you know, that's where people are going to walk and not really notice. There's a lot less kind of as you get up and higher. But they do still kind of cross almost like randomly. Like <laughs> whoever put them in was not you know, super adept. Hmm. Seeing that uh, Monday is going to, is Clarence still in his mind? Yes. He's going to relay what he sees kind of to Clarence. Yeah, you both see the same thing. Okay. So with you looking out for me, since I'm going to be the one jumping through all of this, will you be able to tell me if I'm getting close to one or not? Uh, certainly. Ever played chess? 
What is chess? Never mind. Sure, I was hoping to go for some D to E3 stuff, but no, no, no. I'll just give you at your 7 o'clock, at your 12. So it wouldn't happen to be similar to Go, would it? Oh, it would! It would. Okay, that's all my sensei used to play. He whooped my ass pretty regularly. Well, unfortunately, I'm not that familiar with Go. But, uh, well, it'll be like that. Very well. Lead on. And I think with that, Monday's going to start making his way through the lasers. Okay, we're going to cut back to uh, the night shift. Um, Kincaid and Ziggy, you guys are trying to get away from these two... Um, <laughs> these two guards as you hear uh cliffa over the radio what does cliffa say before she releases the kraken does she she doesn't say anything she just unleashes the kraken and oh then, she doesn't say anything to them like you guys are taking too long or oh no 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 she unleashes the kraken and then she kind of voices over like the mic if she has a mic or whatever while all yep. this is going on boys i got bored would you mind hurrying up? Uh, sure. On that, love. All right. You got it. <laughs> Do you guys say that just in front of these two uh, security guards? Yeah. I love it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so the two. They're not very good at this part. Yeah, the two security guards are definitely uh, getting ready to, like, like they have their hand on their hip, where they have a weapon. Um, what are you guys doing? Uh. Hey there. Uh, I just got orders from the boss there. We're apparently supposed to let him through. We're having some problems with some rowdy uh, punks outside, and he's been brought in to keep an eye on the place. Hey, roll sway somebody. Oh boy. Nice. A ten. Uh, yep. Yeah, they both look at you, and they like look back, and they like go to look at their bracer, kind of shrug. Yeah, yeah, okay, come on in. Uh... Also, sorry about uh, that, Barry. I'll uh, grab you a beer here after work. Sound good? Yeah, yeah. See you later, Frank. Yeah, so you guys uh, quickly make your way into the back and head straight to the um, the security room. Without any problems, Kincaid opens the RFDI. Uh, I think he's already got the code from trying to get in from the outside. And as you do, these massive tentacles just flop out and kind of surround you and start whipping back and forth. And one of the things, uh, what was your downside that you chose for? Violent. <laughs> yeah. And so as soon as it whips out, uh, one of them hits Kincaid into the wall. The other one just about wraps around Ziggy, but manages only to get his legs. legs, legs. So that's it for this episode of Dust World Neon City. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to check out our mailing list and our website, therpgempire.com, where you can connect with us, get merch, and even download games. Talk.